Uh, hello and good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. I'm sure, pretty sure that's a movie catchphrase, but anyway, uh, it is Do You Specs <laughs> to Talk Christmas commentary episode. Yes, Christmas in January. Uh, I think we're, we're coming like a I bit feel of so now. festive. It's how we like to do things on the show. If you don't realise that by now, then oh well. My tree's still up. <laughs> no, it's nothing, been up since November. Nothing gets me more in the festive mood than being locked in your house. <laughs> <laughs> with nowhere well, to go. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? <laughs> stuck in with people you don't really want to be hanging around with. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't too bad. I only spent it with one other person. It was cool. But yeah. Um, yes, we've had various issues which meant we couldn't record. So we're here going a little bit later. Although we're, we're still going to have this out technically in the Christmas period. And next year we'll try and get it out on time. Um, when we'll does the Christmas see. period officially end? Was that is there an actual... Six. Yeah, the 6th. The 6th is 12th I mean, night. We're recording on the 3rd. We'll have this out on the 4th. So, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of... It kind of reminds me, like, you know, of, like, you know, sometimes with work work do, they actually have them later, like Christmas do. Yeah. I, I remember, like, we used to work in, um, like, a, 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 re- a retail brand, which I, I won't name, uh, as a previous employer, and we had our uh, our Christmas works do in, uh, on uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> That's That's all... Because, like... Because obviously, it's that's like how delayed you were. Well, because it's like the busiest period, of, 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 you know, that we have. So, you know, in retail, so like it's like what time off all the staff you can't have that <laughs> around this time. <laughs> so yeah, oh that's that, that's how so it's working. So basically, you 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 get you have your New Year's resolution to sort of lose weight, get yourself in the gym, and then a month later start off all your Christmas celebrations. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. in, my, in my charity retail job, I thought we were bad having our Christmas due in January, but no, I don't feel so bad. So yeah. Anyway, this is our. Uh, well, it wasn't January this year; it was January last let, year. Let's so. let's provide a bit of colour to our listeners. How was our Christmas, everybody? The uh, one we're still very much in. It was festive. Thank you very much. Uh, fine. Did yeah. You have I, I had two roast sure. dinners, so that was good. Did oh. you? Yeah. Did, was that on two different occasions, or did you just stick? You, you know steal one at the table <laughs> no no it was it was like well, christmas <laughs> day like go through pops of the loo, yeah, which came giant back mound of yeah yeah we i, I did a vicar of dibley and uh i went uh had like three different no no didn't that, that would break in lockdown um no i had uh, one on uh christmas day and then boxing day i, I had our own i had roast beef it was very nice yeah so i um yeah, I, I my Christmas was basically Christmas Eve because of partners working hours and stuff like that. So presents and Christmas meals and everything else. And it was absolutely fine. So this is our fifth Christmas commentary, um, uh, which makes it Chris's turn. Tell us about this year's choice, Chris. Yes. Yeah, so this is um, this is one of my festive favourites. <laughs> um, really? A film that's, that's kind of hated, but I don't think it's that bad, really. I think it's kind of unjustly... But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing more people That's like it. That's what they always said about Citizen Kane, wasn't it? Yes, but I think more people. I think well, actually more people actually enjoy watching this rather than like hate it because uh, you know I always this always gets a bit of a bad rap. This film, um, but uh, yeah, it's um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, uh, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I did have a, an observation. Must though. have Turbo Man. Myself yeah. and Becca between because Becca's second choice is next year. I've had two choices, so between myself and Becca. 
We've had It's a Wonderful Life, one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. We've had Trading Places, one of the greatest comedies of the modern era. We have had Scrooged, one of the greatest comedies and best adaptation or parody almost of the Scrooge story. Uh, and from Chris, we've had Love Actually and Jingle All <laughs> <laughs> so That's quite uh, a mix there, quite a contrast. Don't you, doesn't that make you think Chris is kind of in the remedial group? <laughs> You know, I think the thing is though with Christmas, Christmas won't be complete without watching something completely naff. So I quite agree. <laughs> so there I is that element. Um, and again, we'll all we'll all run out of classics in a minute, and I'll start be going. I don't know, Christmas with the Cranks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I think I think not... I might choose an animated, some kind of animated Christmas film. Well, the last two or, or a new one or a really new one, the, a recent the last, one. The last two years, we have actually chosen at the end of the show now we don't have to in that we reserve the right at all points to change our mind but becca at the end you are welcome to tell us what you are at least thinking for next year oh gosh i can't even remember what i said last time um cool i'll just pick one and claim that's what you said then. <laughs> i can't actually think i can't remember what i said last time um i've done a screech already um oh my gosh i cannot remember I mean, what, what what films do you want to watch over the festive period? Um, it's it's probably like it's, it's things like this really is well, not not so much like Love Actually, for example. I mean, we've got um, Gremlins. It does, That's tend be, it does tend to be like The Muppets, um, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, like like for example, we we were talking about versions of of the Scrooge Tale, um, and I recently saw um, the George C. Scott version, which I'd not seen before, um, and also features Mark Shrekson, who was who appeared in Doctor Who at some point. Um, so it was quite fun discovering that as, as a fan of, of those various various things. Um, it does seem to be sort of, you know, sort of the classics, like, as I say, like Wonderful Life yeah. and, and those sort of films. Um, but then Jorcy I also Scott saw... Scott is my favourite. Yeah, Scott's definitely. Favorite. I, I think it's, that's, it's that's got, really um, good. David Warner and uh, Edward Woodward. David Warner, right? that was it. Yes, classic. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the Alistair Sim version is, is an absolute classic. But I saw a version of that on TV at wasn't a very good transfer i'm um, sorry to say um but yeah joshie got c scott version and i can totally see why it's regard widely regarded as you know one of the best adaptations of the, of the dick in the story um i tend to go for a lot of like maybe sort of like disney sort of christmas films or like um any sort of animated cartoon animated films that are kind of set around christmas time um muppets is, is always a classic i might pick that one year we don't know um, but then I also co- saw a couple of new Christmas movies, so like Christmas Chronicles, um, Noel, which I don't think was very good, um, and Jingle Jangle, which a friend of mine worked on, um, which is fantastic. I urge you to check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, so it could be one of those, but I cannot remember what I said last time. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Are you an Arthur Christmas fan? It probably will be something like that because that's always a good that's a good shout as well. So I've never seen Arthur my... Christmas. Mm. It's good. Check it out. It's really good. I've got, uh, I think I know what my next choice is, although it's two years away. And I'm actually going to stretch the definition of a Christmas film very slightly. Santa Claus the movie. It's not Majesty's, is it? No. Hmm? Well, that's not stretching the definition, is it? It's got Santa Claus in it. (laughs) It would be like Krampus or something like the Christmas horror movie. No, I just think think more holiday film, heading home for the holidays kind of film. Yeah, I I know. Oh, Plains Trains. It's, It's more of a Thanksgiving film. Right. Oh, so, right. Good choice. And at least one person listening's come in their pants. Listen to hearing me say that, because <laughs> I know one of our most uh, 
you know, one of our most faithful listeners. That's a real favourite of theirs. So yeah. Oh, I might as well admit it now. Two years' time, we're doing planes, trains, and automobiles, folks. Yes, can't wait. Very exciting. <clears throat> anyway, so unless, unless you change your mind, then break off pants out. That's a. Well, and we are allowed to change our minds, but um, that's another classic to add to mine and Becca's, Chris. <laughs> so, um, anyway, Chris. Chris, you've got to step up. <laughs> uh, no, I kind of like how I got the reputation of picking a naff one because, you know, it's just more fun that way. I don't know. But then again, I don't know what my next choice will be, so I don't know. I might, I might choose something a bit more like maybe a darker one, maybe something like Gremlins or maybe Krampus, maybe. Ooh. I've not I seen that. I have seen that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually is a really good show. Gremlins is a great film. I've not seen Krampus, but I hear it's terrifying. It, it, it is very Gremlins-y like in that kind of way. It's, it's definitely worth watch. Things on Netflix. But uh... yeah, I think it might be. What's that? What's the Finnish one where they apparently find like Santa Claus or whatever, and he turns out to be a, a monster? Or oh, rare exports. Rare exports. I still went. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's another one. Um, that's another one on the list. There, there, there's Home Alone. That's a potential one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, better watch out. Which is kind of like. What was the one you just said after Home Alone? Sorry. Uh, better watch out. That's kind of like a dark, twisted version of Home Alone. Right. Not seen that. Yeah, that, thought, that's kind I... of like a fun, t- like twist. That doesn't on count. It. Yeah. But, uh... Okay. Cool. Loads of choices. We're not going to run out of Christmas films. It's just some years they'll be good. Sometimes they'll be cheesy. Sometimes they'll stretch. I just think if it's a holiday film and feels like wintry, it can't. It can't. There's no mm. reason we can't do Grand Dog Day and stuff like that. So anyway, maybe oh, do yeah. Die Hard as well with you know with that crossover when we do it as a series. Is maybe. it a Christmas film? Uh, it's, it's, if I'm claiming Majesties, he can claim Die Hard. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a Christmas film. It's fine. That's fine. We'll just yeah, that's another one I've not seen in a long time. We'll just sort of, you know, play some sleigh bell music in the background while we record <laughs> it. It's I, I, I've it's never okay. felt I've never felt more Christmassy than when that guy got his brains brains blown out, and you know, John Plain <laughs> is talking about. What do you think? I'm ordering a pizza. Very Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it is like you know, authentically like a, a festive film, isn't it? Really, because you got like you know the the Christmas music, you know, it's, of. Uh, Oh to Joy, which is like the the theme of Christmas in Germany. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, it obviously, it's set as Christmas. It's about you know family man trying to like save his marriage. You know, trying to get back with his family. Yeah. That's exactly. A... Yeah. That is the all... family man set at Christmas. I Do you know, know the Nicholas Cage, Cage film? film? Never it's kind of like it. a modern version of It's a Wonderful Life, although I think it's made by Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. Yeah, it's, it's kind of similar and so along those lines, isn't it? He's kind of looking back on his life and no it's it's kind of a little bit like you know he, he ends up having not met his wife and things like that it's cool mm-hmm. or no it's the other way around i think he gets back. i don't know i've seen it for a few years but anyway um but then having said that we're devaluing this year's classic by talking so much about other lesser films <laughs> yes we're you know we're we're, we're we're gonna watch jingle all the way so what's everyone's so, I... take on this film before he's watching you know what what do we think of this? Do do we like it? Do we think it's not crap, or do we kind of enjoy I it? I think it. I probably saw, I saw it maybe on release or when it came out, like on video or DVD things like that, and then I've never seen it since, unfortunately. But I, I gather it's kind of irony, you know, sending up sort of typical tough guy role. Um, I um I watched it 
uh, well, I watched it just before we were going to record the first time. We were going to record a couple of days before Christmas. We weren't able to. I hadn't seen it, so I thought I've got to watch it because I can't commentate on a film I haven't seen. So I watched it, and uh, well, it was a film. <laughs> it was a film. <laughs> I can confirm. It's an odd film. Its tone is really... It's quite a prescient film if you think about when they made it, but we'll talk about that when you go through, because it actually will have come out the year of one of the biggest Christmas toy crazes of all time. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that as we get into it. It was it was okay. It was fine. It was a Christmas film. It was okay. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. Um they say, oh, he's not a comedy actor, let's be honest. But it was okay. And you can understand him trying to do something a bit different and a bit fun. And there are things about it I find a bit sweet. Um, quite bittersweet to see Bill, Phil Hartman in it, only about 18 months. Probably one of the best things in it, if not yeah. the best. Uh, well, Phil Hartman, for those of you listening who don't know, um, is probably best known. You may have seen him. Hi, I'm. Hi, I'm <laughs> remember me for such roles as Troy McClure. And he was Troy McClure in uh, The Simpsons as well as other characters. Um, and that character is what, still... Monorail Man's. Well, yeah, but 20 odd years after we last saw Troy McClure, he's still a really famous Simpsons character. And I'm not sure that a lot of people have even really considered they haven't seen him in that length of time. He was also meant to play Zap Brannigan, but he was killed before they got to do his voice voice work for that particular show so billy west who was fry in futurama stepped forward and did it but he did it as effectively phil yeah, Hartman. In the style of phil hartman. so uh troy mcclure is the obvious one but even though it's not phil hartman if you go and listen to zap brannigan that's that's a troy that you know that's a troy hartman was married to a woman who had drink and drugs issues and i always wondered what what it what, without trying to victim blame i wondered what the hell he'd done to her but reportedly nothing and uh, she shot him uh, in the head while he was asleep mm, um, interesting. in about 1998. So uh, this is going to be one of his final sort of big screen performances. He was also known for a TV show called News Radio, mm. which wasn't big here. But I saw it and it was funny and it was somewhat popular in the States. There's always a bit of a question mark, you know, surrounding his death as well. Wasn't there? There's a bit of a mystery involved as to what happened. Well, his wife shot him. Um, <laughs> His wife shot him. Well, you know, no, no, but for, no, like, for, for a while after it happened, the there's always kind of like, is he alive? Is he dead? We don't, you know. I, I make no apology for this because I just think it's human nature to think this. But when, when a woman kills her husband, you naturally wonder if she wasn't some sort of abuse victim. But from everything I've ever read, no, I don't think fine. that was the case. <laughs> she, was, she was extremely troubled and had a substance addiction problems and anger management problems, and she ended up shooting him. And he yeah, wasn't it was a very like her side, unfortunately. But I just kind of meant, I remember, like in the, sort of the years immediately after, there it was a bit of a, it was kind of like almost like a conspiracy theory, like he wasn't dead and he was still, you know, acting or whatever. But we obviously, that, 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 that was all quashed really quickly. Conspiracy theories are the method by which dumb people feel smart. Well, exactly. It was just it was ridiculous. So, like, no, he's, um, you know, he's dead. His wife killed him. Exactly. But there was always I remember sort of you know, especially as a Simpsons fan as well, and doing the rounds as you would do on various forums in the early days of. Is it of like the Bruce Lee? Did he go oh. on cover to fight the triads? Like, well, this is it. It was something ridiculous like that, or like, oh, I spotted Lord Luke in the. Oh bloody hell! Really? It's like no, he died unfortunately to a gun, you know, gunshot into the head, and it's just like oh, bloody hell. So. Yeah. But I, I just think it's so, quite funny how there was a conspiracy theory. And it's like, no, he's dead. Ooh. So just a reminder, folks, this is a festive special. They're designed to make Merry you feel warm and fuzzy. Merry Christmas. And, if and you're, a Happy New Year. And my, I think our final thought on this, with no offence made, 
that is if you're upset that this is coming out in january when we promised we were going to do it in december all i can remind you of is uh fuck off it's free <laughs> oh no i hope you haven't had too many complaints yeah <clears throat> so with yeah. that christmas eve oh or if you care <laughs> if you care about it that much just wait until next year listen to it during the christmas period there you are looking at it from this point of view we're 12 months early 11 months early so yeah yeah there you know. are just assume we started in 17 on our christmas ones not 16 oh no sorry yeah that's right so it's all right <laughs> yeah so it was the listeners who rushed it who rushed it they rushed to listen there we are doing this 11 months early just for you <laughs> anyway so should we go and watch this masterpiece i think we should okay so otherwise what are we doing here well i've uh, just purchased i've purchased this on um on itunes so i'll be watching it on there so i don't know what everyone else has got a copy of i wasn't gonna fucking pay for this <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was only like four quid, so I thought I might as well. I'm probably going to watch it oh, again well, at some point. That's, that's probably about 4p per Arnold and, Girl. And, and it's in 4k. So. Oh. Ah, great. So all the special effects will look great. How does the Arnold Gurn compare to, like, Brosnan and Painface? Uh, well, he's a better actor than Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> It, no, you, I, you get I more comedic value with uh, you know, Arnie's Gurney, don't you? Well, they're both kind of limited, but Arnold's got the uh, plus that he's really, really good at, at, at a certain persona. And uh, yeah, anyway, I said, talked about Brosnan other times. As an actor, he's a, a lovely husband and father. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, just ask the maid. Uh, so. <laughs> No, that's our. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his cleaning staff do go to work with a real spring in their step. Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> treats the help so well. Yeah. Always leaves them. Always leaves them with something a little extra. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> on the count of three, uh, one, two, and three, and we're watching. Uh, we've got. The 20th Century Fox, Fox, now owned by Disney. 20th Century Vol logo. Mm. Hopefully it works. Think, what's this now on Disney Plus? Uh, uh, 20th Century Pictures, now I'll just have a look if it's on Disney. I don't remember seeing it. but 20th Century I... Vol. Uh, they're, they're broadening the amount of um, Fox content they've got on, on there within the next... Um, couple of months jingle all the way is not on disney plus now so anyway, disney film? No. i think the point about this is uh this will have come out in 1996 which means they were probably making it either earlier that mm. year or even maybe a year before maybe in 95 or whatever and i don't know how aware they could have been of the buzz lightyear craze yeah because toy yeah, story, toy came, story out, came out in, in 1995, sorry, I get my decades mixed up, 1995 in the United States, but it was early 96 here. And it was the Christmas was so 96. Much that my year. adult uncle at the time wanted one for Christmas. That was the height, the might of it to even appeal to adults as much as it did to kids. No, it just appealed to your uncle as much as it did to kids. 
But um, uh, there's the crazy list, I wasn't so lucky. They were, that, you know, that sort of fighting over the toy aisle and running out of stock everywhere, a bit like with the PS5 this Christmas just gone. Yeah. Um, Buzz Lightyear was 96 here. So as this film came out, there was a very similar phase over a somewhat similar character. But if you look at all this as well, this comes straight out of like, obviously, um, like Power Rangers or like Japanese kind of um, Super Sentai shows is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I, um, and things like that. And also, um, the good, the, good, the good thing with supervillains operating in the desert like this is uh, if you if your brain is see-through like that, you can see how hydrated you mm-hmm. are. You can. You can see your so, thoughts. So, so this film is so like subtly... This film is subtly set, uh, setting up the climax of the film. So they'll have it a is. bit where you use the like the boomerang and the bit where like uh, the the bad guy drops the kid off off something high. Ah, so you're saying there's foreshadowing here? Yes, that's good. Oh, you don't say. Uh, just a reminder: we're looking there. The, the the kid watching the TV there. We're looking at the face of pure evil. It's Jake Lloyd, everybody. <laughs> and there's before Mrs. he was famous. And there's Mrs. Tom Hanks. Rita Wilson, who also she, played... She looks the same, she hasn't changed. In flashback, she also played Fraser Crane's mum. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Oh gosh. Yeah, she's had a long career. And i got the... Um, also starring the uh, the excellent comedian Sinbad, who's had a long and successful career. Yeah. Yeah. He was like all the rage in the 90s. Though I, I only have ever I... seen any of the stuff though. I've never really seen him in this film. That's it. Well, no, I, 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 and he had his he had his long running TV show as well, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I had an idiotic moment. I, I read that Sinbad was in it, and I momentarily got mixed up between characters and the actors that play them. And I thought it was the character from Brookside. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was going back a bit. Not not the sailor. No. I just there's something about Arnold that even if you think he's the worst actor in the world, which of course he isn't, but he's you know not the most gifted. But look how hard he's trying here. Arnold, he just works so hard at everything. No, he extra does, charge. And he's thrown himself into this part so wholeheartedly. Yeah, he kind of, he gives good Arnie, doesn't he? Really, he kind of he does get 110. percent Do you think that's kind of what makes money, you know your money's worth? Do you think this is what makes the largest for this film work? Is like Arnie just carrying it through, like you know. So committed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He does carry this movie. And that's how he is. Although I have to admit, in casting terms, the person who wrote this was not considering Arnold Schwarzenegger, was he? Howard Langston. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good Austrian name. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, that, that's, a, that's a regular thing for Arnie films, isn't it? You know? Yeah. They, yeah, it's a typical thing, sort of like proper American name, and then you just sort of either just ignore it or just have like one throwaway yeah, line of like because of course it it is not Johan Matrix. Oh, when, when I when, yeah when I, when I yeah when I spent that time in uh, in Austria that 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 one summer <laughs> you came back with that accent. Yeah. Yeah. They've done that in TV shows where they've accidentally remembered that, like, oh, hang on a minute, we said he grew up in, like, like mm. James Nesbitt's character in Grove, you know, Cold Feet, was grew up in mm. Manchester, it turned out, it's like, hang on a minute, no, you're Irish. Well, I used to go there for summers. I lived in Liverpool for five years, I don't sound like a scouser, it doesn't work like that. Now, no, as much as Arnie might be unbelievable in, in this role, is it is it as much as unbelievable to think Phil Hartman's like a heartthrob in the local community? 
Do you know what? If he wasn't like a bit creepy, this if just on look, this character would be almost a spin on Ned Flanders. Yeah. But he's actually a little bit creepy. Creepy's the wrong word, really. He's just trying to take advantage of the situation. Well, yeah, it is. It is creepy, but he's just like, yeah, he's just a creep. But he was a super disingenuous. And it very, is, very talented. It's the intro to the cop. whole generation of Yeah. <laughs> the grin on his face. He just it, tries so hard on him. But it's almost like it, it kind of knows it's full on comedy. It just goes like, yeah, it's just yeah. so plain face. Yeah. I wouldn't be teaching this kid all this karate stuff if he's going to be like an evil Sith Lord. <laughs> you're, just ena- you're just enabling him. Well, I don't know that just yet. No, they don't. That's true. You know, uh, Obi Wan haven't visited wasn't him yet. He Uncle, wasn't he in Uncle Buck as well? Who, uh, Jake Lloyd? Jake Lloyd. No, no, no. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was in Uncle Buck. Oh, that's it. That's it. I'm a few years way. T- I'm way too early there. Yeah, sorry. So Uncle Buck just has dropped on like Netflix or something, and I was thinking of that. It's a good film as well. It was. It was. Yeah, that was made just before um, uh, Home Alone. Home Alone's a pretty good show because I haven't mm. watched it since it came out. Watched it in cinema. I haven't seen it since. I haven't I, seen any of the sequels. I, I watched Home Alone um, recently, and it, it did. It did. I, mean, I know it's John Candy's like only in it for like you know a, a small amount of time, but. It does yes. make you wonder what John Candy Maybe would pick be. That as my Christmas movie. It does make you wonder what John Candy would be doing now because he just has such a warm presence on screen. Yeah, you go and watch the the most underrated film he ever did for me because I haven't seen absolutely everything, but I've seen most of his stuff. Is um, Only the Lonely? Oh, I don't know that one. He made he made that two or three years it. before he died, and he was like a young, well, young. He was like a forty-year-old bachelor who's had a very sort of controlling mother and he's trying to sort of have like, he's quite lonely and he's trying mm. to have a relationship and his mother's mm. like just a bit oh, full I think on I, and I stuff think like I that. might so have seen that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm now just past the age when he died and um, it, it is extraordinary. I mean, Planes, Trains, everyone knows, but he, he just turned up in so many things. I mean, you know, he, he, he stole the show, show even early on in things like Splash. Um, yeah, very very talented mm. guy, but warm more than anything else. You're absolutely right. It's not just about comic timing. He was just very warm. Yeah, he definitely had a screen presence, regardless. Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing, nothing at all. all. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, he 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 is an evil Ned Flanders. Well, he is pretty much, isn't he? My partner's never seen The Simpsons, so I'm going to have to introduce that to her soon. But she's still got working her way through Frasier at the moment. Ah, you're slowly introducing her to the gems of American yeah. culture. The oxymoron that is American culture. Yeah, American culture. Don't, the two don't really go together. <laughs> Joking aside, they make great films and TV. Mm. Oh, we didn't miss our karate class. That's great. We didn't see it. We'll be right back after these messages. This around this time he started having like heart problems and stuff, so he, he isn't as ripped here. 
Yeah, this is kind of just before he kind of just as he was sort of settling down and um, about to sort of go into politics, really, wasn't it? Right, just as he was about to go into his housekeeper. He's become the governor. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he became governor in 2003. That was um, just after uh, Terminator 3. And this is about 96. So mm. this is a good few years before. But, I mean, he was harboring sort of ambitions at this stage. Uh, the funny thing is, without getting too political now, is any time you hear Arnie interviewed about anything political, he doesn't come across as a Republican in the way the Republican Party are now at all. He's very liberal wing mm. of the Republican Party. Um, but yeah, the year after this, I think he filmed Batman and Robin and then he had to have heart surgery, like a valve issue. So I think he was already a little, there was some insecurity about what mm. the future of his career would be in terms of action. But he's trying really hard here as well. <laughs> and I don't want to patronise him, like, oh, bless it, he's having a go. I just mean that, like, this is everything I do like about Arnold Schwarzenegger in that sometimes I don't like actors trying too hard, but there's something about this guy who did everything under his own steam and whatever he puts himself to, he tries harder than anyone else would. And I think that more than makes up for a, a degree it, of natural sort of it, it acting kinda, talent. It kind of comes across as like as, as his character because his character just doesn't get it, but he's trying really hard. Yeah, like he, this he, he, is not a father who was like, work's more important. This was just a guy who gives everything to what he's doing at that point. And what yeah. he was doing at that point was his job. I know he's like doing everything he can to try and make it up. Yeah. Well, even look at the wall behind him. That's his mm. kid's bedroom. That's very in keeping. I bet, you know, he probably helped to create that. Yeah, we get that story later on when he talked about like, oh, I made that, um, I made that house that uh, for him that that one time for Christmas, and it, and it was like the best thing ever. Yeah, that's like that's like halfway through the movie anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like I say, I've only seen it once, so I'm 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 sort of nodding along, but actually, I'm trying to remember if I can, if if I can even remember that. Mm. Um, I'm probably just too busy watching the film because I, 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 I haven't seen this probably since it came out <laughs> so. careful and we'll end up all living let die commentary about it all <laughs> that one the first time round no, yeah, yeah, like... I think this is, this is kind of oh look uh, shaky, shaky camera yeah what else <laughs> nothing great no, it's, it's just it's really you know exquisite timing though, really, because obviously he had this come out, and as you mentioned, he had literally the craze, the Buzz Lightyear craze, like the that Christmas. But I think it's you know it still happens now. I mean, obviously, like when that's well, we um, five this year. So you know, very kind of toys, especially of, of our youth. You know, you know, myself, myself and Chris, obviously, or any kind of big toy <laughs> that came out of you know from your childhood, sort of like Tom got cheese or like Furbies, for example, um, or even like you know games consoles over the past sort of four or five years. Um, it's just you know it's, it's something it's really universal themes really like every Christmas there's something that captures the public's imagination that every kid wants and it's just like it's that kind of trying to track it all down so I think it's quite funny because like my um, my cousin what a PS5 Christmas um, and her dad was like yeah I'm gonna get it for you it's fine but 
ended up, I don't think he even managed in the end, I'm not quite sure, but he was just, he was a little bit kind of going like hell for leather, like right up until Christmas Eve, trying to find his console, which is like, ah, so, you know, it's, this this film was pretty much universal every every sort of Christmas, really. Yeah, I mean, the, of course, it's a different world now because there wouldn't have been any stock full stop. It would have been bought no, by scalpers and sold on so eBay. So it would be quite interesting to see like a modern interpretation, like trying to do it online shopping. Like, ah! Well, he, well yeah, it, it, the film would just be him hitting refresh. For yeah, refresh, refresh, refresh. And then going bollocks and spending £900 on And then he orders two, and he's like, back it out. And then when it arrives, it's like a walk because the, the delivery driver's stolen it. He's thrown it and it's just smashed against the ball. People, people have, been, people have been ordering, in this country, people have been ordering PS5. I mean, you cannot get a PS5 now, I've tried. Um, but no, no, by the time this comes out, I think we might just be about to like restock. But certainly since Christmas, you haven't been able to get it since early in December. And uh, most of them were bought up by scalpers anyway and sold on sort of eBay for about 900 yeah, Well, I've had mine that's got one, but literally very, 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 very early on. Yeah. Um, and then... The place where he, he would usually go to is actually sold out and they're having real real problems. Well, I'm just out, you know, on the high street. So. I bought, uh, I've, I've had a PC for the, sort of this generation, if you like. Mm. And I bought a game before Christmas that now my graphics card will not support. <laughs> so it's it's had it. I still use it for recording, editing and a few other things and a bit of work. But um, mm. now at the point that it's like, I don't, I can't be bothered rebuilding an entire PC. I'm going to get a console this time. Ooh. So I was going to get a console... Uh, and when I looked, they just weren't there. And the, the stock is impossible to get. But the point I'm making is, in this country, and I don't know about people listening to this from other countries, is that um, Amazon, there's been Amazon and, and others have been sending it out via like delivery. And the drivers have been sort of not a lot, not all of them, but there's been a fair number of instances of drivers stealing them and replacing them with something else. So they'll deliver like. A coffee machine instead something of a similar weight and uh, that's not anecdotal there's video footage of it there's people who've been charged over it and, and fired um because they cannot they either want one for their kids and it's the only the, you know and the, the temptation of handling them to deliver all day has been too much or they're trying to sub, sub you know their delivery drivers trying to supplement their income by doing what everyone else is doing and stocking them for ebay i've even seen them on ebay where someone's got a photo of them and there's a pile of them they've bought like dozens so yeah this film is a a bit of a period piece for that in that regard because anything that's in demand now is bought on mass Yeah, I, I don't know, I, but then I don't know really is like how it is in, in the states when it comes to like the silly season. As as you know, it's always predicted in movies, like and, and even like even recent films where like got people rushing into a shop to get like to get all the Christmas gifts and that. If this was the pan, if this was filmed during the pandemic, he would have promised his kid like a toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, hand sanitizer. But we've whole, seen it with like Black Friday, for example, yeah. like you know, Target and Walmart and that sort of thing, and, and scenes from American Wall, um, being absolutely rammed with people buying like massive off-screen TVs because they're cheap and that sort of thing. So you know, arguably, we can look at Black Friday sort of modern phenomenon now and think, oh yeah, this is pretty much just the same. So here's Sinbad. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Never seen so what happened to him? 
He, no start, he started in Jingle All the Way. And... <laughs> and it didn't launch him to a career of, you know, American beauty and <laughs> the, oh, the Lord oh. of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, kind of of that era. You'd think he would just barrel his way through, given he's like human skin over metal endoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Got terminated. Who, who directed this? Um, because it feels as Christopher Columbus as hell, but it probably isn't. It's produced by Christopher Columbus. Right. Brian Levens. Yeah, it kind of has that Chris Columbus kind of tone to it, but it's not directed oh. by him. So. Uh, started his career as a writer so, yeah, for the TV show that. Happy Days. Uh, oh, Jefferson's really? Mork and Mindy mm-hmm. and Still the Beaver. He he he, he directed Beethoven, uh, The Flintstones, uh, Snow Dogs, and what, Are We There Yet? I loved Beethoven movies growing up. Oh my god. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so moderately successful. Uh, it's Spy Next Door, Christmas Story Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh! He's doing a, a police Whoa. academy film. He's doing a police academy yeah, film. Yeah, a reboot. As in, we're about to have a legendary franchise return. Yes. I was asked by once of our, one of our listeners once if we were we'd ever do Police Academy as a series, and I just find that funny because I, I I would never make fun of what people enjoy. Well, I would. I do it all the time. What we're talking about, but um, I I would do that with like a good heart. Except that every Police Academy film is almost identical, <laughs> so I don't know what I could say about it. By the by the by the sixth film where Hicks shouts once a film. Do you know what I mean? And and like Tackleberry loves yeah. guns. What are you going to say about it? I think that this is one. This is one of the things I really enjoy about the film. I like the sort of the random goofiness and the ridiculousness. Yeah. 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 It's just so cartoony. Yeah, it really is. In fact, this would work as a cartoon. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got, all lit he, really bright as well. It's, yeah, it's made. It looks like a TV film. It yeah. actually looks like a TV film because it is lit just like a set. There's, but, there's no, but the mm, but the colours no, really sort of like really do like stand out as like this is very much a cartoon kind of. Yeah. I, I will get to the bit with the bomb as well, which <laughs> makes it definitely a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> He's had heart surgery again recently, mm. finally. I recognise those two, though. Yes, I do. Um, particularly the one on the right. Mm. I'll look them up. This might be me missing some of yeah. the plot, but I'll try to catch up. <laughs> so. I'll be like, is he still looking for that toy? There was a jingle all the way, too. I did. I went looking for it and found like the sequel and very nearly yeah. downloaded it by mistake. <laughs> uh, that's a good army quote so like a friend of mine is letting me use his prime so I'm writing this on prime very exciting and one of the sporting actors is Chris Parnell otherwise more famously known for voicing various characters in Archer mm-hmm. and I didn't okay. realise I, like, I was like where do I know that voice before and I was like, oh my god 
Okay, Chris, uh, the guy on the right who I said I recognised was Chris Parnell, and he was in um, Anchorman. Anchorman, yeah, he's done loads of things. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, He's got that kind of really instantly recognisable voice, and I was like, hold on a minute, (laughs) but I mainly know him from Archer. And I was like, hold on. So it's it's quite good having those kind of fun facts that pop up. But telling you who the people are. And I was like, ooh. Ooh. Oh, Hercules. Minnesota, eh? And there's uh, Yardley Smith. He's talking to at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's the, mm-hmm. That is the voice Otherwise of Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson. See, there's a big Son of Simpsons alumni mm. in this film. No! He's got the wrong toys. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just cool. Oh, I thought the film was done, and 22 minutes in, it's all going wrong. The wrong bloody one. <laughs> it, imagine trying to like shop around Christmas time, people just laughing at your face. I know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not quite sure what the stakes are here. It just—it's had to sell him as committed and really nice. Mm. Because, I mean, his wife would be disappointed and his kid would de- be disappointed, but there's no suggestion he's going to lose his marriage if he can't find this. Just... This little montage here reminds me, talking to the Simpsons, this little montage here reminds me of Homer Simpson trying to find somewhere to hang out when his IQ goes up. <laughs> like IQ 106 and he can't find anywhere to hang out because he's too smart now. <laughs> See, he, just listen to his voice makes me smile. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the laughter, yeah. I'm at the guy laughing at him behind the counter and now he's driving to under that bridge. We might all be at slightly different speeds because uh, obviously you've got PAL and mm-hmm. NTSC and I think Amazon Prime might run on and, uh, Prime, uh, PAL. Sorry. So we got like the montage of them laughing in his face at the yeah. moment. And they've got basically everything but Turbo Man. I'm presuming Booster's a character from the same thing. Yeah. It's it's an mm. in-joke that, like, you know, no one likes Booster. Yeah. Well, it was like the year of Buzz Lightyear. There wasn't, mm. like, a big run on, like, Woody or Little Bo Peep or something. It was yeah. all Buzz it, Lightyear. Which is weird. Like, what, 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 how, how did that come about? Like, it wasn't like, oh, well, let's all sell lots of... Um... Toy Story toys. It was just like... It was well, just... I found it really odd because the, the film wasn't... I mean, we're covering Pixar in the next couple of years, but um, Toy Story came out quite early in the year over here. Mm. So by Christmas 96, I wasn't the child and I didn't have any children. So I, I, I couldn't track the growth of it. All of a sudden, it was a pop culture thing being dro- joked about in sitcoms and stuff like Drop the Dead Donkey, where they'd film it the day before and try and keep it topical that one of the characters would be, they've run out of Buzz Lightyear's, my daughter's going to kill me. And it's like, well, where did that come from? That was a film that was out like 10 months ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Toy Story was always popular, but, it, you know... Yeah, I think because it, it was popular in the film, it was kind of, it spilled over into real life, didn't it? It did, as you say, became a pop culture phenomenon, really, and that just well, they made spiralled a so quickly. Story. They made a big thing of it in Toy Story 2. They did, yeah. Um uh there's i think the is it the barbie or something giving a tour of the toy shop and saying you know that we ran out of these in i'm just looking up release dates yeah it's, it's kind of a really good kind of in joke wasn't it i think they kind of laughed at themselves so it came yeah, out it was really just kind of like spilled over and into real life really they kind of 
yeah. picks up on, it, upon that Toy phenomenon Story. and it just kind of, of you know just replicated in real life really so yeah Toy Story <clears> came out this, this is back in the day this still happens occasionally but it's rare but it's rare <laughs> films come out no full stop um, but it came out in November in '95 in the United States, as did Toy Story 2 five years later, four years later. It came out around the same time as The World Is Not Enough. Um, but it came out in March '96 here, 22nd of March. Um, yeah. So it, it's a bit less common now for, to have those delays. We've talked about some of them, like John Wick and stuff. But um, yeah. we'll see how the. I was going to look up. I've forgotten. There was another one I was going to look up there. Oh, I was actually going to look up the release date of this. I'm presuming around Christmas, but let's have a look. Yeah. Was it 96 or 7? I can't remember. What, what one? This? Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I think it was 96, but, but things like Bad Santa, we got it a year later, which does happen sometimes with Christmas films. You know, we got it the 6th of December 1996. Mm-hmm. And the USA had it about three weeks earlier. So before they'd even had Thanksgiving, this was out. Actually, it came out on the 22nd of November on wide release there. So, yeah, I mean, this was very much speaking to its time. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting it's really trying to be sort of incisive satire, but this, this sort of stuff was happening in the 90s. Mm. So I remember, like a lot of the criticism of the film was like kind of was like the hypocrisy of like a film that's meant to be criticizing um, or poking fun consumerism. at consumerism. Consumerism, but at heart of it, it's just all about consumerism. I was like, well, I, I don't really get that as as a, as a criticism I, because, well, the, it's the, not the, what the, the film's the, about. Yeah, there's no Turb, there's no, no Turbman dolls you know, trying to be flogged, was there? I think this film is about a man uh, having to remember to put his son first mm. or get his priority straight. Mm. It wasn't about the material things don't yeah. matter. I don't think that's the film's message. And not only that, I'm sorry, folks, but if you're looking for American cinema to teach you about anti-consumerism, you're picking the wrong fucking country. No offence to any American listener, but that's not where you go for those sorts of messages. Um, but I don't. I don't think. Ah, I don't know. It's a really wonderful thing. life. So uh, you know, good old classics. Uh oh. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I got the shit kicked out of me fighting over a George Bailey doll that year. <laughs> complete now. Complete with Zuzu's pedals from Mattel. Accessories of a moon with a lasso around it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mary Bailey, complete with four detachable children. <laughs> Talking Sam Wainwright. Yeehaw! Does Yuzu come with her own piano? The little girl that plays the piano. I don't know which one that is. Violet? Uh, yeah, the, the, the little girl is. This is the one in bed. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not saying those things don't exist, but what I mean, a very mainstream Christmas film is not going to be... I, I don't think that's its no, chief priority, is what I'm saying. You know, can you think of anything like that? In, well, that, that isn't Buzz Lightyear, any sort of, like, modern memory. I mean, that this kind of scenes where, like, he's fighting through all the people, you know, to kind of to get 
to get to the toy, for example, it is very um, like Black Friday or Cyber Monday, those sort of things, really. So, the sort of scenes yeah, that we've I seen mean, certainly in the last sort of few years of Black Friday you know, sort of here in the UK and abroad as well, just like people fighting for various products. Black like, oh, Friday's only only infected us in the last ten years or so. It was never. Yeah, it's a, it's a very recent phenomenon over here because so. we don't have Thanksgiving, so there's no. Such no. But it's suddenly become a thing. But that's the spread of Amazon and things like that. But it's nowhere near as big a thing here. I forgot Harvey Corman was in this. Oh, wow. Who's Harvey Corman? It's Headley. That's one of these things, isn't it? You sort of think, oh, yeah, I forgot he was in. Blazing Saddles. It's Headley. Oh, my gosh, so it is. Plonk. I don't, think we've seen, I don't know if we've seen him yet, but... I'm just looking at the list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I'm I'm up to the point where they're uh, about giving like um like the uh, I have to I have to, I have to catch a ball to get a turbo mandal. He's he, yeah he's on the floor. Uh, it, Sinbad has just been tackled to the floor yeah. outside, and Arnie's rubbing his eyes and chasing the ball. I can say that I have actually been. I love I love how the retail staff are like are, are, like, are like like laughing evilly at the, the idea that they have to like raise the price like, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is it? Is it? Is if they get personal yeah, gain from it? If you ever get to go to the Mall of America, <laughs> I can confirm that it's hundred percent like this, and it's like one of the most fun places you can ever go. And like everybody comes from across the country. So I can definitely recommend it. And the kids got it. Oh dear. Yeah, this is like common trope. Like it's going to enter a ball pool or something. Yeah. Sorry, what? This is a common trope, like sort of playing. It's the most wonderful time of the year, while seeing absolute chaos at. at, at, at yeah, literally. It's the most wonderful time of year, but parents will beat each other into submission. Pervert. Oh dear. I, I, I think there's some parts of uh, this film which uh, you won't be able to get away with today. Such as? Uh, the, you know, sort of trying to entice a, a girl with a ball and a... Um, in, in, in a... Yeah, it's a bit kind of you have to sort yeah. think. Oh, it's not very PC. The 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 bit later on with like the 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 bomb and the parcel. Yeah, plays a bit. I, I, yeah, no, I know, and it's um. I mean, people always like criticize PC like it's always like neutering things, but you do watch things in films from twenty thirty years ago, and you go, yeah, it's probably quite appropriate. You can't do some of these things now. Um, you can still pl- do plenty of challenging and transgressive comedy. You can. This idea that the world's been neutered is a bit wrong, really. But yeah, I mean, it, a- adults being any anything around children is something you have to be a bit sensitive with now. Only five years earlier, he was playing a killing machine. <laughs> and now he's being beaten by women and their handbags. Just yeah, good who, to show who, how versatile he is yeah. as a character. <laughs> I was going to say, who, who says he hasn't got range? 
Yeah. <laughs> he can beat people up and he can be beaten up. There you go. What a range. And 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 and, and, he, and he can knock his head like he can knock his head like on on a slapstick style. Yeah. I always think whenever I see Jim Belushi, I always think of like Alan Partridge talking about Wings and the Beatles. Wings, they're only the band the Beatles could have been. I always see Jim Belushi and think he's only the actor John Belushi could have been. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, apologies for the lack of a summer review this year, folks. But there was no summer to review, so we didn't. I, I mean, I've I've been tempted of trying to do like a, a year review where we talk about Tenant and maybe Wonder Woman, and that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> and I don't know how there's been no films, but yeah, and maybe maybe watch a few on Netflix, and I, that would I, do. I, I maybe speculate about when we might actually see the the new Bond movie. Yeah. I don't think it will be April. I, and I, I, I don't they, think there'll be cinemas. I don't think there'll be cinemas to show yeah, it. In. Well, when they um, when they released Wonder Woman, I thought, well, that that's a a bad sign because they really have sort of gone. But then I actually watched Wonder Woman 1984, and I go, ah, that's why they released it. It's not very good. Wonder Woman 1984 is an is one of the biggest drop-downs in standards from its predecessor that I can think of. Mm-hmm. It's really quite bad. And actually, if I was Just think of the monkey's paw. Just think about well, it, it, says, it says to me, right, it says to me that I've seen very... Because I put... Someone asked on a site the other day, like, my top ten of the year, and Wonder Woman 1984 was in it, and they went, nice to hear some kind of words about 1980, you know, Wonder Woman 1984. I said, no, I just haven't seen anything. <laughs> I said, you know, if I went and saw a, no, a normal number of films at the cinema, Wonder Woman 1984 would be unlikely to be in the top 40. It's really not very good. And, 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 but amazingly, Pedro Pascal is flat out awful in it. Um, it's just it's just the most ill thought through, badly written plot. I've not seen it just yet. It's really disappointing, Becky. It, it's, uh, it's really well, cartoony. The, the um, I mean, I, 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 well, is it, is I, it very like neon? Because the poster's quite neon. No, it's not. It doesn't it's, use its 80s setting at oh, all. Yeah, it's filter. It, it, the beginning of it is just very kind of cartoon slapstick, and even like interpretation of what like it, you know the eighties were like. You know, like you got. People at a mall, you know, people just eating junk food. It's like, it really is just like right in your face and not really sort of trying very hard. And it's just all like Mm. the common tropes, like, you know, people like robbing like an antique store. It's just like, why? And then, and then they do the stupid thing like of, you know, I I forget what one of them does something like just, just like, just really, really dumb. And then and then decides to just like grab a kid randomly, whereas like you oh, know God. you you would just you just get the hell fucking out of there, wouldn't you? You just be like yeah, yeah. But then but, you get into the main plot, and it's really and Kristen Wiig is really really cartoonishly. Think of all those like uh, she's all that type films where you get like the ugly duckling who's actually just an attractive woman but it with a pair of glasses on. Mm. It's that kind of effect with her. She's really clumsy. It's Kristen Wiig being Kristen Wiig, although she's got more range than that. I've seen her in stuff where I've really liked her. 
Um, Pedro Pascal is really massively overacting all the way through it. I've heard people say, oh, he's the best thing in it. And I'm thinking, well, that says what more about the watching? film. But also, I think a lot of it is, I think that's goodwill from The Mandalorian. Pas- Pedro Pascal's a bit flavour of the month now. He's rubbish in it, I promise. And the mm. plot is fucking idiotic. It... And you've even got a sequence of Chris Pine trying on clothes. Hold on, but didn't he die in the last film? Yes. <laughs> and the way they bring him back is ill thought through and creepy as fuck. I was like, hold on a minute. So I did kind of hear rumours that he was in it, and then I was like, but he died. It, but obviously, it's a. Um, you know, it's a fantasy film. So I mean, I, I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say it because anyone's not seen it, especially with Beckham. Spoiler it. But, um, no, it's fine. Because, I've like. I spoiled it anyway. The, the way. The way they bring him back, it's like they could have done something interesting by adding like a moral dilemma to it. And it, it, like if they addressed it, they would have added something to the film, but they don't, and it just makes it seem really, yeah. really like he should it, have it, some morality about it. It's like um, yeah, it, it's like hang on, no one's addressing the element elephant in the room here, kind of thing. So it's, it's a little bit like all. It, it's a little bit like all of me. Um, but it's um, oh, it's just very good. The action's not very well shot. It's no. very, very badly written. The plot is fucking idiotic. Mm-hmm. It goes out of control. And and the big sort of plot at the end would require the whole of the world to speak English, which they don't. It just, <laughs> none of it works. Absolutely that sounds crazy. None of it works. It's really poor. But unlike a Batman which and Robin... Which is why they come out in cinemas then. Uh, 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 unlike a Batman and Robin, there's individual scenes that work quite well. Now, Gal Gadot is not as good in this film as she was in the first one. But there are scenes where she tells you she's feeling something. Whether you think that's a sensible emotion, given everything, <laughs> is another matter. There are scenes that work. But not many. They are quite minimal. Go on, Chris, sorry. I was just going to... Well, uh, Gal Gadot is actually... I, I think, if anything, the, the film does sort of... She, she is great in the role in terms of, like, she is that Wonder Woman. She does have, like, a presence of it. Um... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, uh, I'm watching Arnie fight uh, well, a load it, of Santas. Put it, put, it, put it this way. Put it this way. Last <laughs> thing on Wonder Woman. At one, at one point, they've got this is how convenient and shitly written this is. They go to, uh, I, I was about to say Israel, but I think I'm only saying that because that's where she's from. They have to go to the Middle East somewhere yeah. anyway. Egypt. Looking go Egypt. Pedro, they're looking Egypt. Oh, no, it Egypt. is the Middle East. Sorry. No, it isn't. Sorry. It's Egypt. You're right. They go to Egypt. I kept thinking Israel because that's where the actress is from. They go to Egypt at one point because they desperately need to find Pedro Pascal's character. And they're in a car driving down some sort of deserted road. And he happens to pass in a car the other way. That's, that was Andy, wasn't it? <laughs> Can you imagine if you came to Britain to look for someone um... and you just passed them on the outskirts of Salisbury? <laughs> You'd be like, well, that was Andy. Oh, hold on a minute. There he is. That was easy. I, I I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's not very um, PC of me. But when the bit where the big show just punches like uh, his midget mate by accident always makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is where, this is where they've cast two. They've not written this with Arnie in mind at all because this, this doesn't quite work. I mean, Arnold is still no, a big quite translate very well, does it? This is meant to be someone a bit more. This is meant to be more like Chevy Chase or something. I kind of get the impression that it should be somebody like um, Griswold type character or um, 
John Candy, that kind of film, but they just kind of like they couldn't get any of those. So they just went, ah, oh, Arnie will do, you know, he's John, John he's Candy free. was quite difficult to get for a role at this stage. Yeah, I imagined he was very popular. <laughs> But it's, 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 it's kind of it's Chris well, Cross it, it, kind of movie as well, it, but it's kind of it very much in that vein. Arnie tries it, really hard. So. <laughs> exactly. It's like Shakespeare wasn't right in many plays this year. <laughs> it's like Shakespeare wasn't right in many plays Mm, it does fall flat a little bit. And, uh, I, 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 I just like Arnie just like uh, wing it as a cop because it's obviously it's like something he's he's played previously. Yeah, I can't. It's see like it. in previous life, I was this. I, I, I can't <laughs> think of anyone trying to pretend to be a cop without thinking of Manny in Black Books. Oh. Where he's like, <laughs> I'm I'm good cop, you're bad cop, or oh, I'm bad cop, you're good cop, all right. And when it cuts to him, he goes, "You have beautiful eyes." <laughs> Black Books, he's his birthday. Oh my gosh, that's bought, so funny. Such a funny series. He's bought an espresso machine and a box set of the Sweeney. So he sits up for night after night watching the Sweeney, which is a 70s cop show and lots of like, shat it. Shat Drinks a load of caffeine and then sort of gets delusions that he's a policeman or something. And they end up assuming he is and he ends up interrogating people. <laughs> Why about we all go for a nice fondue? Oh, he's broken down, Chris. It's like this. It's like this is all designed to go wrong for him. <gasps> well, it's like everything goes wrong for him. While while yeah. his, while his creepy neighbour tries to hit on his wife. But they sh- as great as Phil Hartman is, he should be more. Ev- Arnie's character should be more every man, and his neighbour should be a bit more perfect man. Yeah, it is. There should be, more, there to be, should kind of, be like... more of a sense of real threat from that guy on his marriage. Yeah, he's not quite that everyman character. I think, yeah, but I think they're just playing to he's Arnie's typing. strengths and they're playing to, like, so like, what? what's the There's kind a of. Typo count... in the subs, oh dear. What's the, what's, the count, what's the counter to Arnie? What's, like, you know, Phil Hartman? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, so Arnold, under strengths you've put fathering <laughs> Sith Lords. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I, I don't think the real threat isn't really sort of Phil Hartman. It's the fact that, you know, is Arnie going to fuck up enough that, you know... Yeah, but it would be... Something would be added to it if there was, like, a perfect guy next yeah. door. And I know they've had him get the lights correct and all the rest of it, but, yeah. Imagine getting lectured to by your ten-year-old. <laughs> I'd be more concerned to find I've got a 10-year-old, Chris. <laughs> I, I'd still be reading from the shock of that when he starts saying, Dad, I'm going, what? Uh, go to your room. <laughs> you know, it's like what Turbo Man says. <laughs> Turbo Man sounds quite a base. Turbo Man, actually, in terms of having moral messages, and that strikes me as a bit He-Man. Yeah. Well, it's just that kind He-Man of generic... He-Man sometimes lecture straight to camera at the end. Well, I say straight to camera, it's animated, but you know what I mean. Broke yeah. the fourth wall. That, that, GI, that G.I. Joe type thing. 
I've never really seen any G.I. Joe. Not the cartoons, anyway. Yeah, but they always... G.I. Always... Joe's not a big thing in this country. But it was a similar sort of thing as Mattel thing, wasn't it? Where, like, the at, at the end of every episode, there'll be, like, a lesson. They're, like, you know, they're, like, you know... But that's what, um, like, knowing's, knowing's half the battle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, so now we, now we know. He-Man, at the end of episodes, sometimes the, the character would break the fourth wall and talk about something that had just happened in the episode. And you'd see the Teela there told a lie or, you know, didn't mm. admit what was going on. So Yeah, um, it would just be them, like, kick, kicking back and things like that. And casually, well, they sort of do, like, a little... Uh, so, sometimes they even did that with Skeleton. I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah. But, but I might be thinking of the, the, the new that. adventures, though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just watching the acting might of Schwarzenegger here. Yeah. Because... I can kind of say, like, you know, if you, like, met Arnie in real life and he was, like, this was, like, a true story, I can imagine he would, this is exactly what he'd be like. <laughs> if he was, like, talking about, like, oh, I want this time, I built this clubhouse for my kid, he'd be, he'd, he'd, he'd say it exactly like this. <laughs> I'd forgotten this bit of the film, but I think it was by then, it, it had packed quite a lot in. I could use it as a stick to beat it with, mm. but I'm not going to. I just think it's a sign of how much that they packed in that I felt like I'd almost had like the whole film mm. and I'm looking at it. We're not 47 minutes in yet. And I was starting to go, well, as someone who's not particularly loving it and know where this film's going to end up going, he's going to end up win- winning his child over one way or another. I just thought that it was feeling a little bit dragged out, but it's not, it is a sign that they've, they've packed plenty into the story. Oh yeah. You got much more shenanigans to go on. Yeah. I mean, this this place is fucking dead on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm 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 getting unused to seeing places busy now. So <laughs> nothing looks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Do, do you have you got to the point yet when you see people sat really close to each other on shows or coughing or? and not washing their hands or something it all looks really odd now no because it's just like that's how movies are you know so you watch old movies and it's like it, 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 it's not like that so I'm just still used but to it I've just got so used to, I've just got so used to it now that we all sit you know I was I mean, watching a Fraser I was talking about Fraser I was watching a Fraser a while back and Niall sneezed into his hands and this is like a guy who is fastidiously clean and yeah he wiped him off quickly with like a tissue or something but it was just like now we'd all be standing way back and cleaning hands and all sorts. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I guess it's just like you know, it's just not. I mean, occasionally, like I'll sit I'll sit there with um, my girlfriend and we'll like watch like uh, advert pop on telly and then and then she'll go like absolutely outrageous. I see no social distancing going on whatsoever. <laughs> like you know, and things like that. Yeah. We'll just like make like sort of funny comments, but. I don't really think about it because it's. I don't know. I I I guess I'm just used to it not existing in, in like yeah. TV shows and films that I don't I don't I, 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 I kind of don't expect it to. You know. 
You'd be so pissed off that they just wrecked your phone. Um. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> where is this? Where's this shot? Is this um? This has got to be like a northern state, isn't it? It's got to be like somewhere like Wisconsin or somewhere. Uh, I think it is Wisconsin. You know, I'm just going to have a quick look because it, it isn't shot in an obvious place. I don't know what an obvious place would be, New York, I suppose, but you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, I a, think more, it's a, a cheaper, a cheap, a cheaper location. Well, a lot of those things you still have doubling, but mm. a lot of those things are being driven by tax breaks and stuff like this. Minneapolis, yeah, Minnesota. But um, I mean, it's like in the last four or five years, an increasing number of films have been shot in Atlanta. Mm. Um, now quite often they'll be very judicious about what they do film there and it'll still double some other city or it'll be an indeterminate city but then you've got films like Baby Driver that was like tooled to be in Atlanta because that's where mm. they could afford to film it wonder what ever happened to uh, that guy in uh, Baby Driver <laughs> what the, the crime boss well, <laughs> yeah, Kevin something or other. Yeah, I always thought he'd make a Kevin good um, <laughs> fuck all leg on. <laughs> yeah, but how can you not look at Kaiser Soze and think <laughs> cartoon chicken? Um, I say, I say, boy. I, I, I um, mind you, the lead guy, the lead actor in the film has been accused of a few things as well. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not. I'm not one for trial by social media, but certainly there's a, a case that a little while down the road that could be an even more difficult film to watch. Well, let's face it. Like half of Hollywood's been up to something. Mm. One way. Or now another. this this actor here, this actor here, he's sort of jumping around with. I know from the TV sitcom, Roseanne. Yeah. He played like a boss Leon who was like gay. Don't know if you ever saw the show. No, but I, back, I mean back in its back in its. I think one, I, mean. I think it was. I think he's also like he did the um, Spring Eighteen's Witch. I think it doesn't he like do the voice of the cat. I, I could be wrong. I've ever seen that show. That's fucking up. Everyone's so committed. He's sweating his balls off. Arnie's mm. gurning wildly. Everyone's like really trying in this film, to say the least. I think they're trying to make an, uh, like a Christmas classic. They are. And arguably they've succeeded because people still talk about this film and enjoy it. So mm. that's cool. Yeah. I'm just going to look for him. There's a lot of people in this, though, by nature mm. of the fact he's racing around so many different locations. It's it's, um, a, it's a sort of script, uh, script that was designed to have like lots of cameos. Definitely, and uh, it wouldn't have been a surprise if they'd been even more famous. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just looking up Roseanne now, because it might be easier to find the character there. I'll keep going, I'll get to it. But um, 
So did you see this when it was first released then? Because you'd have been... Ro- well, no, actually. I was about to say you'd been no, in that age no. this, but no, you'd been about 14. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I could have done. I mean... But no. No, I just... I didn't ever see it. And I think some of it was the age I was when it came out. Because when this was released, I'd just turned 20. Mm-hmm. And like I say, at that age, it was around the same sort of era he made Junior and things like that. And I won't up for this sort of thing at that age. I'm a bit more um, easygoing about it. Bad, you know? bad reviews as well. But, so you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to I'm gonna spend my money yeah. on something that I want to watch, you know. Yeah. Martin Mull's the name of the actor. Um, I've just found him. He played Leon in um, in Roseanne. And I'm just going to go sort of back a bit because he's still working. But um, was he in The Ellen Show? He was in just, you know, he was a few. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. He was Principal Willard Craft. Oh, Um, maybe I was wrong then. But he was in it, so. uh, No, but he was in 73 episodes. And I don't know if he was in 73 as all the same character. Willard Craft, Willard Craft. Yeah, he was the principal in it. Yeah. That's probably a memory voice. No, yeah. I, I think you'll probably, I think it must have been someone else's voice saying the cat. Yeah. And he was in uh, an episode of The Simpsons. And if it's the episode I think it was, um, there were two of them, and the other one was George Carlin. Like two brothers. So where where um, Homer was trying to find, find out who his mother was, mm. or where his mother had gone, or who what his real name was, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Do a do, do a personal bomb joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I kind of admire its balls, really. But <laughs> yeah. Uh. Not to ruin the magic, listeners, but Becca had to step away for a minute. Just gonna see if she's still around. She'll be back shortly. Coming soon, Becca. That is such a cartoony effect. It gets really like noticeable at the end. There you go. Look. his hair up like that he looks like John Forsyth I thought it was like Brick Carrington from Dynasty or something it isn't it which bit are you up to the bomb's just gone off and we've seen the guy with his hair oh right yeah yeah. and that, now his car or the car is all like sprayed on Merry Christmas spelt wrong yeah there's everything I do oh, he's now I'm presuming he's practising yeah he's practising for what he's going to say to his wife and now here's Phil Hartman putting star on, on the tree. I'm, I'm not quite there. Oh, Liz, I'm so sorry I didn't get one. You sat in the car. I failed as a husband and I failed as a father. You could be a few seconds ahead of me. Could you ever forgive me, please? Mm. The, the woman driving that car could be in like planes, trains and automobiles or something. Hmm. Right, now we've got the carol singers and he's pulling up outside his home.
They always live in lovely suburbs in these films. Yeah. I think they might. you might just have nice American listeners, you might just have nicer suburbs than us. Your well, house is certainly very big. quaint. Yeah. He's a widower or something, isn't mm. he? He's not all bad, Phil Hartman's character. He's he's lonely. No, I, I is he is he widower or did he, or does? Did he separate? I thought he was. Oh, I thought I heard he was a widower. I might be thinking of something else. I've watched an awful lot of shit over Christmas. Mm. I never understood the I'm credit sorry. card trick. As I say, you ahead of me. I've not got to that yet. She's telling. She's telling yeah, him. Yeah, probably. Am. No, he picks the star on my crew. My true. Might want to pause yeah. it for a second. Yeah. Right, credit card going in the door now, so there yeah. isn't much in it. I don't know how it works. It's something to do with disengaging the lock, but I don't quite know how it works. They just seem in films. I think every actor they get to do it doesn't really know what it involves, so they just vaguely wiggle one around. <laughs> it's like when they pick a lock but... as well. It's like it's like it's 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 like a movie thing, isn't it? It is. But I wouldn't know. I'll never know how to do it, other than just sort of stick wire in it and just wiggle it around. Wiggle around a bit, note for the best. Yeah. I thought the whole point was you're pressing it, you're pull, pushing it in, and then pulling it back against the lock to just kind of try and get like yeah. on a yay or lock it to move backwards. Yeah. Becca, when you burglar house, how do you do it? <laughs> Uh, she doesn't want to incriminate herself. <laughs> yes, just said she's back. Becky, are you there? Nope. Okay. okay. She will be in a minute. She said she was back. Okay. We'll keep going. Unless she's off burgling a house, that would be the ultimate irony. After, after a year of being Batman, she uh, she's gone back to crying. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think this is a reference to Conan? This whole thing with the reindeer. Because didn't he, didn't he punch out a, a camel or something in, in Conan Barbarian? I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I don't know how. There is something about this film that the writing, directing and everything else wasn't made with Arnold Schwarzenegger in mind. He was a huge star. It suited him because he didn't know where his action future was and I think after Twins, he quite enjoyed doing comedy occasionally anyway. I don't know if that was written in because Arnold Schwarzenegger was there or it's just one of those coincidences. Well, that's going well. <laughs> that's a proper comedy thing, isn't it? Where, like, everything's just going wrong. Everything going wrong. Well, yeah, I just expect that piano to be playing itself, like in The Naked Gun. <laughs> I can hear that in my head because yeah. I, I haven't got the sound on on this. Start climbing out of a building and hanging and, and, and touching a woman's breast by accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
there was something like that in Faulty Towers where he reached around a door to try and switch a light on and she was doing exercise and he grabbed her boob and I remember Sybil saying to him something like, if you're going to grope a woman, Basil, at least be in the same room with her at the time. <laughs> I don't know why he had to like press it to sort of like realize it was that. It's like, well, you wrapped it and it's in turban and wrapping. Yeah, which is a bit of a giveaway, really. Yeah, you should have a bit. A boring present should be in that. That would be cruel, wouldn't it? You don't get them a Turbo Man, but you think, well, at least I've got Turbo Man wrapping paper. <laughs> you wrap everything in that, and they're all really a whole, excited. They all... A whole box of fresh fruit. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and. And, and, and here's an Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> and what's this? Ah, you've heard of the TV show Countdown, haven't you? <laughs> that has to be written in Arnie mind. He's pretty good at looking shocked, but then mm. he does do smell the fart acting when he's a bit angry. There you go, he's knocked out the moose or whatever. I see, only, yes. only Arnie could get away with that, though, I think. Yeah. So they're going to, what is it? They're going to some parade now. Not to be confused with Gentleman's Magazine Parade. It's very different. And now he's giving an animal beer. Well, that's a good idea. <laughs> I can't see any health issues with that, can you? No. course in about three or four weeks time we'll be doing a christmas film because we get to the lethal weapons we get to the lethal weapons here yes a christmas film then it turns into a thanksgiving film and then um yeah well they just other two just films but <laughs> vaguely well they're more or less yeah. <laughs> um they've just announced lethal weapon 5 is definitely going ahead and richard donner will be 91 by the time he directs it bloody hell so is, is it is it going to be with everyone on like Mel, Danny Glover? I haven't heard for. Well, we're, we're going to have the main two. I mean, Joe Pesci did The Irishman, but he's effectively been retired, and I haven't heard anything about like Renny Russo or anything. So I don't know. I can't really see it working. I think it's just like no, you just gone gone past it all now. Well. I don't know that there's a huge um, appetite for it, but who wouldn't go and see it? I would. Yeah. Nice that Dick Donner's back, though. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't want one last thunderous portion of experience, Dick? Yeah, exactly. But 91, I can't think of many films directed by people that sort of age. Mm. 
Yeah. Hey, if he's up to it, great. You could imagine the insurance costs will be quite high. Woody Allen, maybe. Um, he, he, I reckon he'll probably still be directing. Woody Allen is 85 now. Yeah. So getting there. Oh, I see Becca's back just in time for us to have moved on. My mute button got stuck. Questions <laughs> of you burgling places. No. Nature called. But fun fact about the reindeer, so, though, they so, so, antlers, so nature calls you to burgle places. It's velvet on the antlers, so it clearly wasn't Christmas. It wasn't winter time when this was filmed. They obviously made it in the summertime. So, because the, um, the reindeer are all too young. Ah. What kid does I think I've skipped ahead uh, We're on the sort of street parade now. We're watching some Crayolas walking down the street. I spotted oh, a yeah, pan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead. I spotted a pan. Bear. They, still, um, they do actually have this festival, and it's like in the in the winter time. Mm. So it's such a real thing that takes place, which is pretty cool, I think. On the subject of Paddington, watch both Paddington films. They're brilliant. And if Paddington, we ever... yeah, they're lovely films, aren't they? And if we ever get a third, we'll cover them all three. Yes. Well, I think we could do it as a, I don't know, as a two-hander, as a two-film yeah. series. Yes. What's the word I'm looking for? Double feature. Yeah. Yeah, it's really lovely films. I kind of thought, oh, the sequel, I thought it was going to be not that good, but it's but charming. It's better. It's better. The sequel's better. Mm, well, both are really lovely films, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. I don't know. I, I can't put myself back into the mind of a kid. I don't know if I would have enjoyed parades. They don't look that exciting or interesting. Just watching stuff go by. I don't know if I would have enjoyed this as a I kid. I don't think or not. I ever was that bothered. Maybe when I was very young. Mm. But I don't think I, even then it's not like one of the things I was like, oh, if he took me one up, if he took me to a parade if I was like maybe eight or something, I might have might have gone, yeah, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll get something out of it. But I won't be like chomping at a bit to to go go to one. Do you know what I mean? Come on, Dad, please. I want to watch the packet of crayons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Christmas episode. This is the obviously, this is because of our timing. This is the first one recording in 2021, mm. but obviously, it was supposed to be last one of last year. We normally talk about what's ahead. Uh, we've got Planet of the Apes to finish, uh, but we have announced our next few, and they are Lethal Weapon, the Austin Powers films. The X-Men series, Born, uh, all the Westerns, all of them, <laughs> the Leone Westerns, that may mean all of them, it may mean four of them, we're not sure yet, and probably as we close out the year in Perfect, because that's when the films used to come out, Tolkien, Charlie will join us for those. So that's what's ahead. Um, we, 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 did mean, we do mean the Peter Jackson films, but we are talking about adding the Ralph Bakshi 1978 Lord of the Rings film as well. I've just picked them up on the extended editions on iTunes as well, in 4K. Yeah, brilliant. I'm waiting for the summer, actually, because I don't buy a lot of physical media, but when they released the 4K physical discs recently of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit in two different sets... 
they said one big set's coming next summer with all yeah. a load of extras as well. Oh, okay. So I may pick that up. Otherwise, as we get closer, I'd like to have copies, so I'll just I'll just buy them on Amazon or something. They don't have to be 4K, although apparently the 4Ks look nice. Um, and it would be nice to have both versions because we can then watch and refer to both versions. Mm. It'll be the hardest work of any series we've done since Bond because there's just so much to watch if you're going to prep a film properly. Because the films are long to start with. There's two versions of the film and Peter Jackson really sort of set the standard for home release bonus features. Mm. Only something like Dangerous Days for Blade Runner has ever come close. Oh, and I suppose there is a very long documentary on the Nightmare on Elm Street's films, isn't it, mm. on the home release? That's all I can think of. But yeah, hopefully if we time it right, that'll be sort of coming into next Christmas and that's perfect. Because they were... they Strangely, the Lord of the Rings films I do kind of associate, not with Christmas, but certainly with yeah. winter. Who's the, who's the guy who's, who's the actor who's, who's playing Booster? His voice is like... Well, the guy's just put on the pink. Yeah. Is that Booster? Wasn't he in Moonlighting? But he's got... It, but, well, you know what his voice sounds like? It sounds like Gilbert Godfrey. That's what that's what I'm thinking of. I, I can't, oh, Jesus, uh, where know. have you been? That's I can't exactly believe what it. What it sounds like. All right, what's the character? Right, let me look up Moonlighting. He's kind of known for a really screechy type of voice, isn't he? So. Right, the actor is called. Oh, that's he looks like Mo. I'm sure. Mo from Simpsons. Jeans, uh, <laughs> the, the, actor's called, the actor's called Curtis Armstrong. He was in um, Moonlighting, the Bruce Willis Civil oh. Shepherd sitcom. Oh, better off dead. Um, and although that was a few years after this, he still looks pretty much the same. And so he hasn't changed be, much. Well, mm-hmm. he, he might have by now, but he certainly hadn't. Southland Tales. He was in. Which I couldn't bring myself to watch because Donnie oh, Darker wasn't bad, but even that IMDb. was pretentious. Um, that was a film that screamed oh, his, his art. Oh, there we go. We'll do that. He's consistently worked. Hmm. But, um, I'm looking for anything that really, really stands out, and there's not a lot. He plays a lot of small roles in a lot of things. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Moonlighting I've not seen for years and it's always a bit dangerous to sort of um, recommend things from memory because I've done that a couple of times where I said, oh, you got to see so-and-so, it's really good. And, and Chris would say to me, when did you last see it? Because you may not find it as good now. Um, but Moonlighting from memory was really good. and It, it, it made Bruce Willis it, start, didn't of, it? I know, and it's rather sad in its way because you watch it now and Bruce Willis was so charming and so funny and so present. And you watch him now sleepwalking through stuff like he can't be bothered. And you're thinking, you watch him now in some directed streaming crap. And you just go, how are you a star? You've got some strange screen presence, but how are you a star? And although Die Hard is an obvious point to, to go to. It's got to go back to those early days, don't you? Moonlighting really? will show you the range the guy had. He was yeah. brilliant. In it. And he, but him and Sibyl Shepard had amazing chemistry. I think that's why the show it was, was so popular. Yeah, it was funny. Because they just had 
you know, see this, this incredible but, sparky chemistry together. That's kind of she, really why it really worked. It did. It was like a schoolboy. It was like a screwball comedy as a TV series. Exactly. Now, Heart the danger with that is I, I've not seen it since I was an adult. I'm pretty sure I was still a child when I last saw it. So there's a possibility I'd watch it now and go to, I used to think this was good, did I? But from memory... You, you watch it, it's just like the A-Team. <laughs> and you think, really? Oh, yeah, <laughs> people of our generation still bang out about the A-Team and Knight Rider, and the, the, they weren't good folks, honestly. <laughs> they had pockets of goodness, but... Mm, they were iconic, rose tinted, rose the same thing. Rose-tinted. Um, yeah, cool. I mean... Knight Rider was like really camp and kind of silly and the 18 weren't great i mean it was enjoyable but i was a child i wouldn't enjoy it now oh my god look he's he knows mm. my name oh we'll watch your career with great interest young anakin <laughs> i think turbo man has selected a winner made his kids day I know there's something quite sweet about that and I never had any real problems with Jake Lloyd I know he's very young but how he cannot tell that's his dad is just beyond belief but there you go no it's a bit weird isn't it mind you Arnold couldn't spot that was Tom Hanks' wife. He still had a go on it. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> I watched Big last night. Or oh, two nights ago. Robert Lozier. With Robert Lozier, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, for Robert Lozier. Starring Robert Lozier. Oh, for... Oh my God, it's That's Robert Lozier. <laughs> family guy. So I think that's a family guy reference. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's like it's, 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 it's a cutaway gag. It's like something like oh, st- standing by Robert yeah, Lozier. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's quite funny because I, I could have pronounced his name, so I pronounced it. Well, like yeah, I it's about Robert Logier, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I, would, I would like pronounce it like, like. Logia or like like incorrectly and I was like it took family guy for me to pronounce it properly. I was like, you idiot. Pronounce it in like a very Italian way and then only to be any to be pronouncing it oh a different way. Yeah. Dumbass. But yeah no I saw I saw big just thinking of Tom Hanks and Sp- Splash is on uh, is on Disney Plus as well. Oh so that's a classic film. Out. But I don't know if Splash 2 with A.B. Hasbeck is. I'm not sure. I don't know about that one, I'm afraid. So, so somehow, like, the uh, designers have managed to make, like, a hand that sort of comes out. <laughs> yeah. Comes out the toilet. It, 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 it detaches your hand from your body without any repercussions for that it's whatsoever. A, I think, I mean, I can't speak because I don't know every country in the world, but it's another thing that strikes me as uniquely American. The whole commentate on the parade thing. With yeah, cheesy, yeah, we really have so with the male and the female doing really cheesy banter. Yeah, I think that is a sort of uniquely American thing. I mean, here we'd have like Hugh Edwards or a newsreader or Dimbleby, yeah. um, commentating on um, kind of like a Lord Mayor parade sort of thing. But yeah, it's not something we really have certainly See, here in England anyway. It's one of those things. I was like, is that just a movie thing, or is that did they actually do that? 
that's what the pop culture tells us, to be yeah. fair. Like, it, you know, it could be like a, a movie narrative thing, because you know they really like to sort of like narrate these sort of things. Yeah, like, like, I just want to think, when, like, like with when, Spider-Man when 3. I, was there, I, don't, I don't really have anything in modern memory, because I've seen sort of like, you know, the Macy's sort of Thanksgiving Day parade and everything, but I didn't kind of watch any of the news or see if it was commented upon, so I'm not really sure. I don't know. Dave, if you spend time in America, I don't know if you remember seeing something similar yeah, or not really. I didn't really. go to anything like this, though. I mean, I went no. to some entertainment things, and there were certainly things that were different and a little bit, to our palate, cheesier, but that's not to insult it. It's just a different way of doing things. Hmm. Um, but no, I never went to anything like this. I mean, I was, I was only there for a few weeks at a certain time of year, and I've been over a few times, but I haven't been there on any major holidays or parades either, so... I mean, I was the closest I got was I was in New York a week after Thanksgiving, Ooh. so I, I wasn't quite there for that. You missed all the excitement. Yeah. But if you think you eat a lot of food at Christmas, bloody hell, Thanksgiving, Jesus. Oh, I know the thing. Yeah, I know. I, well, I don't know. I've I've sort of been um, I've been given a lot more food this year. I've just yeah, I've, I'm yeah, with someone who just cooked <laughs> a lot, and it's all fantastic, and it's uh, you know it's great. But uh, gonna read it all. Um, num, num. Yeah, yeah. It's tasty. What do we reckon to like the visual effects of this film? Do you think they hold up many years? Uh, no, they the don't line? hold up at all. But I'm wondering if they're even meant to. If it adds a certain charm. What we're about to see now with the whole flying thing is just about to. This doesn't hold up oh, at God. all. I, I really don't know if it's meant to. I do you can see where this one's going. Look at it, that. I mean, that's it, just... It, it, it is Looney Tunes. That is literally, like, Bugs Bunny levels. It? It's very cartoony. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's even more speeded up than Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's rare. That was super speedy. Look at that, look. I don't think... <laughs> I think that's meant to be cartoony because bear in mind the chief audience for this is children and you wouldn't want to scare them. Yeah. And you know, a guy look, suddenly looking terrified so, having to fall like Alpha. I, I, I can't believe they managed to sort of, you know, make an actual jetpack that actually works. Yeah, particularly for a child's parade. <laughs> yeah. You think the military powerful. would like be more interested in getting that down first, wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but this is like Fast Seven or, or mayhem in the centre of town, and no one's doing anything about it at all. Do we scramble the mystery? Yeah, I've got no doubt this is meant to look cartoony, but I think it's meant to look more cartoony in the sort of um, speed than the composite. Yeah. So there's a couple of shots where he just doesn't look like he's in the shot, and I don't think that bit's as deliberate, and I can see some obvious model work in places as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, does, does he, like, sort of... Like, yeah, question to war now, it's proper ding, yeah. Yeah, he's just gone through a family as well, yeah. Not through the family, but the ding, yeah. Yeah. Jingle all the way to him dealing with a traumatic brain injury. They all look really the the look on people's faces when they fall in these sort of cartoonish type films. Was mm. it The Naked Gun Three where they're in this kind of shelter watching like 
a missile or something and it's fired at them then you get close-ups on their eyes looking stunned a bit like this that's very um, comedy film trope I, I can only feel sorry for what happened to Jake Lloyd because being cast in something like this must have been a dream come true for him and his family mm. you know you know, and it, acting probably, I've got no evidence his family were anything other than caring. You know, they may have been pushy parents, I don't know, but I've got no evidence of that. So, assuming the best, he starts acting as like almost a bit of a hobby. He's found for being quite talented or having the right look, mm-hmm. gets as far as acting with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the biggest actor of his age. And, you know, now we're looking at a kid who's about, you know, 30 and schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And in the years before that was all diagnosed, he felt like Star Wars had ruined his life and stuff. So sometimes a bit be careful what you wish for. It is a shame because I I remember like I mean, I've said this before. I remember like times when he's been interviewed like around the, you know, the Phantom Menace um, mm. sort of promo, and and he came across as actually quite quite sort of like grounded and bright for a kid. He did. He really did. And you thought he'd be okay. I mean, the mistake, I, I don't even particularly blame George Lucas. I mean, child actors have been a thing for since cinema has been around. So, you know, no one had, I suppose, thinking back on it, it would be now be easy to say, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's mm. not going to be good for a child, you know, because Star Wars is as big as anything we've ever had in cinema. But, you know, he already had some degree of being known and he was just almost a victim of his own success he filmed star wars when he was eight or nine Mm. well eight and nine in fact i think they did some reshoots when he was about nine the film came out when he was for argument's sake 10 or something like that and he never recovered Mm. sad thing is i think it was a mistake to to go with a younger kid then anyway i think he should have gone for Late and the worst thing about it is, it, it, uh, not that this would be any satisfaction to the Lloyd family or any consolation, mm. so I don't mean it like this, but it's not like we got an all-time classic out of it. We got a disappointing Star Wars film. The biggest problem with, apart from the dreadful dialogue, was that because he didn't, he, he started with Anakin at the wrong age and then had to fill it with a load mm. of padding. So Jake Lloyd got put through that for nothing I'm not really blaming anybody no one could have foreseen what would have happened but I look at him here um, and and he was never as bad as the abuse he got and I just see like an unspoiled child who's now who's had a very very difficult life Mm. since We could use a man like you on the force. That is absolutely entirely how police are hired. The number of people who've told me I applied for the police and I just had to shoot round on a jetpack at a Macy's <laughs> Day parade. And yeah, I was offered the you job. You just have to like show a bit of heroism. Yeah. Because this is perfect if they need a traffic cop or something. But it's not so bad. Yeah. See, this is like, you know, this is exactly how you should end it. He gives away the toy. Quite right, yeah. Although I'd be a bit pissed off in Arnie's position to start with. 
I've just put myself through all that. <laughs> Saying it for grit teeth. I thought you wanted it more than anything. Why do they call you Turbo Man? Because I'm finished in seconds. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Turbo. It's Turbo Time indeed. Terrible it's turbo time. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose that's quite handy if you've got like a kid in the next room, though. Yeah. Ooh, go to bed with your wife and you're like, a, a, a busy work schedule, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to wake him up, are you? <laughs> and that's it. Oh. There, there is also like a cutscene which some, which some sometimes they actually have as a last scene. It's not actually really? used to the cutscene, and uh, right. I think I think depending on which version, which version, I don't I don't know don't know what what it is, but um, yeah, there there is a, a scene that comes straight after the credits, but sometimes they just throw it on before the credits as a as a as a last little thing. Just off the point, the other point I want to make about *Lethal Weapon* is if they do, I've just noticed it's Mel Gibson's birthday today. Mel Gibson is 65 today. But then I realised Murtaugh is... When he's 65. Murtaugh's older than Danny Glover. Yeah. He turned 50 in the first film. Really? So, yeah, so when, when the actor was only in his early 40s. So you'll have, you'll have Danny Glover turning up at like 72, 73, but Murtaugh's like 10 years older. I watched I, I, I watched Lethal Weapon on Boxing Day, uh, as I usually do, I double yeah. with Die Hard. And... Um, it, what, what struck me is this. like that's a nice tradition. Is is Danny Glover is like basically sort of on like then on the verge of like retiring at the age of fifty. Yeah. But he's fucking ripped. Yeah. <laughs> if you get like, I he's know. Pretty... <laughs> is it which film he's is buff. it? Where, is it the fourth film where he has to strip down to his pants? He's still ripped yeah. then. That was like eleven years later. Although at that point he's in his early fifties and Murtaugh's in his sixties. Yeah. So it's just like how old are the characters meant to be? I don't know, but he's like, timeless. but he's saying, "Oh, I'm too old for this shit," and he's like, you, "You're like fucking old." <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got, crap. you got abs. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was always cast, mind you. It was an action film, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it because I just think that like the first one was great, the second one was great, the third and fourth I remember kind of enjoying. Don't remember that much mm. about. But by the time of the fourth, you've already made entries that weren't as lauded as the first one, let's put it that way. So, I kind of... What harm's it going to do at this stage? Yeah. I'll go and see it. Might be alright. And it's lovely to... I quite like the idea of a 91-year-old man sticking out like elite Hollywood fair. Yeah, I I do wonder if they're going to do like a new generation type thing. What so? Two it's cool like, kids it, it, on skateboard, it, it, and one of them going, "I'm too young for this shit." Yeah, it's like the kids or something. I don't know. Because the, the fourth on one did, did... Listening, listening, listening to their Sony Walkman discs with well, uh, uh, and Raggy, <laughs> Raggy. I mean, yeah, I'm, the fourth one did like proper wager on the family aspect, like they're all just one big family now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit too cheesy for my liking. A bit too, like... Well, it was the last line of the fourth. Mm. 
we're family. Except me, not really. <laughs> he's knocked up your daughter, and he's you know. No, I, I don't. I haven't watched them that often. I'm not a big Shane Black lover like you, and I. But the last time I watched Lethal Weapon, I was reminded what a high quality film it is, and what a great um, Mel Gibson performance it is. Yeah, because it's on a fair. You don't think of it like that. I'd, I'd, I'll actually Mel say Gibson. Danny Glover's great in it too. I think he gets overlooked, Both. but um, it's, it's it's a tight script as well. The script just like moves. It's a, it's a tight script, but not only that, it's a fun film in a film where a guy is just sat there absolutely heartbroken, sobbing, and you can feel like he can't cope. It's quite uncomfortable a, to watch. A, a guy on fucking you want, with a death wish, with who is. Yeah. But yeah, but it's dark moments. Like, well, I suppose yeah, we've you leave weapon now, guys. <laughs> uh, we we best not do that because we're doing it in about five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's more it's like the dark moments that just casually just you know just drops in. Yeah, we've just been as... talking about yeah. What what normally happens with our forward schedule is we talk about it to death until we not trying to agree, but just it gets men- mentioned at the end of recordings so often that we get like a short list in all our heads and then actually we just crack and go let's just announce a few and that's what's happened this time at no point did we put all of those in a list and go yes no maybe we talked about them so often that we went that's the list then and um, we kind of all agreed I think the only one in there where we haven't talked about it a lot is Born, but we've all agreed we want to do Born. um But Lethal Weapon will interest me because I've not covered them for so long. X Men will be good value. So yeah, and again, we're yet to figure out what. I, I don't think we'll do the Deadpool films because I don't see them as part of the series. And I think we're probably undecided on New Mutants because that seems to become after the natural end of the series, which was Dark Phoenix. Mm. But there's certainly 10 films there. Because I think you've got. You've got the original three, you've got the three Wolverine films, and you've got the four that were followed in the new generation. Does mean we've got to cover X-Men mm. Origins Wolverine, though. Jesus. Well, oh, things well. like The Wolverine. The, It'll be the, worth a laugh, Japanese though. One. But The Wolverine, the, the, the one that James Mangold did first in um, mm. Japan and that. Yeah. I saw that when it was released, really enjoyed it. I think I might have watched it once since, and that's it. And because of Logan's success, it's been a bit overlooked. And Days of Future Past came out the next year and got good reviews. The Wolverine's been kind of forgotten, but it was really well thought of at the time. And it was a bit of a surprise after mm. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it was decent, but I think it could have been better. I think there were just yeah. certain aspects of it that they just didn't capitalise on. Such as like if he's like losing his ability, his power, power like like there's the, the line in the first film where he's like where uh, Rogue asks asks him does it hurt every time like his claws come out and he's like every time because he heal he heals all the time that it, it it it's not seen as an issue so when he's like not healing when he's still coming out with the claws I'm like thinking he's just missed the aspect of like every time his like hands must be bleeding out. I just like they do. They never play with that. Now, if 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 you were getting cut several times a day, and it was healing instantly, I'd imagine your tolerance with with it would get such that psychologically it it almost wouldn't hurt as much. 
but it's still pain and they they forget it in the years that follow really it's covered quite well in the first mm. film but it had a nice color palette and a nice look and actually it's probably the best he ever looked in the role as well he was so ripped in that film mm. Um, yeah. The first X Men's going to be a shock because he's very young, and because he was cast very late. They all look quite young. Well, in the first not, film, not, he not was that cast. Like, old now, but they all. Well, it was meant to be Doug Ray Scott. It was. Do they? But you know, watching it even back now, you just think, "Oh my god!" You know, but not not that you know they look old or haggard or anything now. But I, I'm just like, even though this was many years ago, but I, I'm still shocked that it hasn't changed that much. It's just yeah. a lot hairier. <laughs> Anyway, my film is finished, um, so that's it for 2020 yeah. and the 2020 Christmas commentary. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Merry New Christmas, Year. everyone. Um, don't, we don't take <laughs> a whole to year early. Make, make, Merry Christmas for two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, we hope we hope you had a good meal type scenario. I don't know. Whatever. I hope you had a good winter celebration. And we hope 2021 is better for everyone. But now in the future, so you know. So it's good night from me. And it's good night for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's good night from them. <laughs> yes.